This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. You're listening to another On the Dorm edition of the Taylor Merrick Podcast. This is episode number 105, recorded on Saturday, January 30th, 2010. Welcome to the Taylor Merrick Podcast. Finances, business, technology. Here's your host, Taylor Merrick. Hey everybody, welcome to the Taylor Merrick Podcast. I am your host, Taylor Merrick, and it's my friend's is a 3-in-1 podcast, a.k.a. the Internet's most passionate internet radio show, and absolutely crushing it with every single episode. Phew. I finally said it. I gotta tell you, it took me four takes to get this right. Yes, taking off from the podcast for three to four months, you kind of forget how you do your intro. And I actually had to listen to my intro, so yeah, laugh at me all you want. I'm laughing with you. I should really do these more often, but, but, this is an exception. I have an exceptional podcast episode lined up for you today, and if you hear noises going on in the background, it's probably because of my other classmates running around like a bunch of hooligans. Yes, it's a Saturday. Yes, it's freedom, and <laughs> yay, no schoolwork, so hence they're running around screaming, but an update on what's going on. I am now up to 30 credits that I have done. Actually, 33 credits now. And I am only partway into my second semester here at Verity. Absolutely loving it. The guys here are awesome. The teaching is awesome. Everything here is awesome. If I could give a recommendation of which college to go to, <laughs> I'd say Verity. But let's move on now. In case you have a question comment idea at any time you can call toll free i've had this number up for the past three and a half years and it's been used very rarely i would love to play your comments the number you need to call is 1-866-TMP-2860 and that will connect you directly to the comment line where you can leave a comment or you can send me an email anytime taylor at taylormerrick.com i'm also on what is it twitter Facebook, LinkedIn, Bebo, <laughs> Plurk, <laughs> YouTube, <laughs> Viddler, <laughs> Vimeo, Metacafe. Okay, I think I'll be quiet now. Yes, I'm everywhere because all part of the new media 
social media presence of just being everywhere. I'm having a lot of fun with that. In due time, though, because I gotta worry about schoolwork. Today's episode will be a little bit shorter. Reason is, is because I don't want to bog you guys down with three different subjects. Yes, I know this is the three-in-one podcast, but on occasion I like to break from tradition and mix it up a little bit. Similar to how I did with Jeff Mills, I am doing it with today's show as well, just because I want to give full attention to the topic that we have at hand. That topic is Nathan Hangen. He is one cool guy. If you're able to actually sit down and talk with him, you'll learn a lot. Find a lot of common similarities and learn a lot. I mean, this is one guy who, he he's an army guy. He was deployed to Afghanistan. So if you want to talk about pressure, if you want to talk about dealing with stress and hurt and everything, he's the guy. But yet he's been able to rise above that and say, look guys, we really need to focus on something else. It's focusing on our stress and having stress burn us out and everything really isn't the way to go. And he his blog is popular because of that. And he also wrote a book, Beyond Blogging, which we'll be talking about in the interview. Just overall, really awesome guy, and I know you guys will love this interview as much as I loved recording it and having a chat with him. Hey, if you want to have him on again, I have another chat. Do let me know. Leave a comment. Send me an email. Call a toll-free comment line. By all means, that would be awesome. That being said, you are listening to episode number 105 in the Taylor Merrick podcast. This one is sponsored by Create a Fan Page. Today, we'll be having a chat with Nathan Hangen. We'll be right back after this brief message. This podcast is proudly listed at podcastpickle.com. Okay, I probably know I left most of you guys hanging and scratching your heads wondering, what what in the world is this create a fan page? Well, what I am doing is creating Facebook fan pages for businesses, individuals, those who need to establish a presence on Facebook who currently have it, or for those who want to take their social media online Facebook presence to the next level. I've been doing this for the past couple of weeks now. I've been getting a lot of good responses. I've been creating fan pages for wellness centers, restaurants, individuals, writers, poets, health people, home care, law firms, real estate, you name it, I've done a fan page for it. Something really, really important has been impressed upon me that with Facebook being the default go-to place where everybody goes and with more than 50%, I think actually the statistic is more like 75% of the people on Facebook are active on a daily basis. I could be wrong. Don't quote me on it. But with that many people being on there, and by the way, 350 million people are on Facebook, making it, if it were to be a country, the third largest in the world, you as a business need to be there. And you can be there. I'll create your fan page for you. I know exactly the tweaks that you need to kick up your fan page to the next level, your online social media presence. 
don't delay. Go to createafanpage.com. All one word, createafanpage.com. This podcast is a member of the Blueberry Network. Blueberry. No East. That's Blueberry. B-L-U-B-R-R-Y. Dot com. Blueberry.com. Business. It's not about working harder, but smarter. Now this tip I learned actually helped me take my business that much farther so that... Hello everybody, we have a very special guest with me today. His name is Nathan Hangen, and he, you have to say, is one of more influential bloggers online. How I was introduced to him is a friend of mine referred an article for me to read on his website, and I read it, and then I really liked it written, and then I looked at his more popular post, and I ran across the post, How to Beat Batman, which is one of his more popular posts, and I was absolutely blown away. So I contacted him via the comment system, and I surprisingly got a response back almost immediately from him via Twitter. The power of Twitter. What would we do without it? <laughs> and now he's here with us. So thanks for coming on, Nathan. Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me. Awesome. I do have a couple questions for you, as I'm sure a whole lot of other people do in the audience. What should people think of when they hear the name Nathan Hagen? Well, that's a, that's a good question because I've never really thought about it like that. But, um, you know, I guess if if I want people to know one thing about me, it's just that I'm an ordinary guy that just, you know, I just want to show people how they can stop being miserable and, you know, start living their life. I've uh, done things the hard way and uh, kind of through the school hard knocks, and I'm trying to teach people by example now and just, you know, leading the way we can all achieve our dreams together. Yeah. Awesome. So then... Out of that comes my next question is, uh, when did you start that blog and the story regarding that? Well, I actually started it, I'm trying to think, it was in 2007, 2008, I can't remember the exact date, but I I don't know if you know, but I'm in the Army and um, I'm in my final six months of my service now, but I was Hmm. basically trying to, um, I started, for some reason I found... uh, some internet marketing sites and I was with a buddy and we were, you know, MySpace was still popular at the time and we were trying to um, kind of come up with the next MySpace, but it was a fitness site. That didn't work out. It kind of fell by the wayside, but I started my blog in the process. And I, at the time I just was talking about anything and everything that was of interest to me. I talked about electronics, technology, making money, all sorts of things. And eventually I got deployed to Afghanistan and I had a lot of time on my hands at night when you know when we're done working and so I spent time studying internet marketing and blogging and that's when it kind of really clicked together so I took my blog a little bit more seriously and that was I guess that was late 2008 early 2009 and then when I got back in May of, of 2009 that's when I kind of uh you know things started coming together even more and I focused on what I'm focusing on now which is basically teaching people how to use blogging as a business but to move beyond that you know into uh 
think long-term and think moving up to the next level. So it's kind of how it started when I was in the Army. I was just looking for a way out by the time I got out of the Army, and, you know, eventually uh, I just skipped at it, and here we are. Awesome. Yeah, and I've been noticing you've been writing on other sites as well, ProBlogger and a couple other very highly known, influential, professional bloggers. So, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah guest posting is awesome. Yeah, Next question would be is what, in your opinion, stands out the most in the new media, social media, blogging realm? You know, my answer today is a lot different than it would be a year ago. I've been using Twitter for about two years, and just the amount of change in that time is is amazing to me. Uh, I would say now the amount – the the biggest thing that I notice is that um, there's so many people that are new to the game, so many people that – want to get involved in social media, they know about it, they don't know how to get started. So there's a lot of new people that, that kind of need help. And the problem is there's so much noise now that, you know, all of a sudden everybody's a social media expert and you don't really know who to listen to. You don't know who's for real and who's who's not because everybody's talking, everybody's got a voice, you can be anybody you want online. So I think the amount of noise versus the amount of um, of new people, it's really um, it's tough, I think, for a lot of new people. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely something that I've been noticing uh, to myself, just a shift over the years, is originally when I started, I started back in 2006 with the blog and the podcast, and uh, this was a completely new realm to me. Twitter wasn't around, it was just being developed, and uh, everything that we know of as popular today really wasn't around except podcasting was quite big during that time. And so I went and I looked into it and started podcasting, and I started becoming popular and connecting up with other influential podcasters in the area. And then I would have to say that 2008, late 2008 marked a big influx in people wanting to know about podcasting and blogging, I think that's really when a wave started of new people coming on board because the majority of them wanted an overnight success and really didn't understand what was involved and what was a part of that. And some of them just were gaining off the system because they wanted to make a quick buck or two. And so it was a transitory time for us and something that we learned from but we realized there's a lot of people coming in and saying, how do you do this? How do we do this? And when we went to other companies and other people saying, well, you know, you really should start podcasting. You really should start blogging and started dropping terms that we know of today as everyday terms, new media, social media. Well, social media was a little bit quiet around then. But they would say, huh? What was that? Well, then uh, 2009 hit early 2009, Twitter exploded, and that's when social media started becoming a buzzword in the mainstream, and now here we find ourselves today, 2009 and 2010, the question seems to have changed. Everybody is now asking, how do we use this? Okay, I know what it is. How do we use it? And that was (laughs) completely the exact opposite of the problem we were dealing with with new media and podcasting. So yeah. Well, to be honest, I don't, I don't, I still don't think podcasting gets the respect that it deserves. Um, it's still not gone as mainstream as blogging and you know Twitter and Facebook. And there's a lot of potential in podcasting. Mm-hmm. People like you blazing that trail. You know, I, 
I met Leo Laporte out in um, Las Vegas early in mm-hmm. 2009, and it's just amazing the kind of money and the kind of audience that he has, and yet people just ignore podcasting like it's just something you do on the side. You don't really make money, but there's a lot, there's a lot of opportunity there, so I'm trying to get yeah. in that game. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. I've known people, actually two friends who were rejected by book publishers for a book deal, and they turned to podcasting this realm, and they were able to ink a six-figure book deal. And just because they built an audience, I'm guessing. Just because they built an audience. I mean, the art audience, I just came from a webinar earlier today showing stats regarding podcasting, and I'll most likely post it in the show notes, but it was very interesting. I made a quote, and it said it was something along the lines of podcasting appeals to a very unique, influential segment of people, people who are sick of mass communications, mass media in terms of advertising, but they find it extremely important for the information that they need with their ethical yeah. lifestyle. Yeah. I think that's a fair assessment. That would kind of lead into my next question, which would be, what is the most overlooked thing that you're noticing in the new media, social media realm? I think the most overlooked thing, or at least one of the biggest problems as I see it, is um, people are, everybody's like trying to, it's it's like going to high school. Everybody's trying to become the popular kid. And everybody's trying to get attention and say, hey, look at me, look at me, you know. There's a lot of fake relationships and people trying to, you know, they re- they retweet you or they become your friend on Facebook just so they can spam you with a bunch of stuff. And, and the thing that I've learned most with social media uh, is that instead of trying to get others to build you up, if you spend time, you know, building other people up, you're, the, the effect is, is so much different. You know, just I consider it, you know, I say on my blog a lot, it's like it's like um, building kings, you know, you're, you're running an empire, you're trying to build kings to support your mm-hmm. empire. And that's and if you just lift people up instead of asking other people to lift you up, you know, you don't need A-listers and popular people to, to build you up. To be yeah, it works so much better that way. Yeah, yeah being, being popular is a scam on Twitter anyway and, and social media and blogging. I mean, it's all about connecting with people and building an audience the right way. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's definitely something that's also just recently been going on with the blogging area is a lot of people are bashing the A-list and professional bloggers just so that they, like, look popular and say, hey, look at me, I bash them, I should be popular too. And, yeah, it really all goes back to the quote by Zig Ziglar, you can have everything that you want in life if you help people get what they want. That's exactly right. And that blog bashing... I don't know if we're talking about the same group of blogs, but I've noticed it too, and it's really starting to, to agitate me. I normally keep pretty quiet about stuff, but I've had to come a little bit more vocal about that because it's it's a cheap it's a cheap way to get traffic, and then you're building an audience of people that you're taking advantage of because you're not you're focusing on the wrong things. Instead of focusing on other bloggers, you should be focusing on your own business because it's just a waste of time otherwise. Yeah, and then it really hurts the reputation of those people who are truly trying to better the industry and it hurts the industry as a whole. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't help anybody. And nobody's, there's people out there, you know, there's always going to be a scammer, but Darren Rouse and Chris Brogue and those guys are not are not the scammers. So going after them is just it's the wrong way to do business. Yep. Next question that I would have is, um, 
What advice would you give to somebody who is just starting out online, blogging, Twitter, new media, what have you? Yeah, I would say there's a, there's a big learning curve when it comes to blogging and social media. It's so overwhelming. There's so many systems. I, I think the most important thing is to find one person that you identify with most, that you know is doing it right, that's doing well, and just study exactly what they do and learn to model what they do. And, and as you learn how to implement that in your own, you know, your own game, you can learn to kind of tweak it a little bit to what works best for you. For instance, I really like Chris Gillibo. I don't know if you read his blog or not, but mm-hmm. I like his his approach to blogging and social media. And, you know, I tried to, to model him. And in the process, I learned how to do it my, on my own. But if you try to model everybody and you try to keep moving around and copying, you know, one day you're following this guy, the next day you're trying to do this, it just – you never get anywhere, so just stick with one method, with one with one role model. You know, learn their system, and then and then implement your own. Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I I definitely say I learned a lot from uh, this chat that we had today. We should probably do another one down the road too. <laughs> yeah, any any time. I you know I love uh, as my wife would tell you, I, I love to talk, so it's uh, no big deal. Yeah, yeah, and he's. Outlets definitely help with the expression in that and then in turn help benefit other people in their lives. Yeah. Yeah. And if you don't mind, if I could uh, mention Beyond Blogging real quick to your to your audience. Sure can. <laughs> I don't know if any I don't know if anybody's grabbed it or not yet, but um you know, we just released a book called Beyond Blogging. It was an e book at first with a workbook and now we have it on Amazon dot com. If you just search for Beyond Blogging, you can find it. So I just want to uh you know, anybody that's trying to learn blogging, you know, check it out. If you buy it and like it, uh, feel free to post a review on there. We, we'd love to have you. Awesome. Is there anything else you like to promote while you're at your blog? Or I don't want to. I don't want. You know, I'm not here to, to be uh, to promote too much. But if you do, you know, if you want to find me, I'm on Twitter. It's uh, at n hangen n h a n g e n, and my website's nathanhangen.com. Awesome. All right. Well, it has been a great pleasure having you on, Nathan. Look forward to talking again soon. Hey, you too, Taylor. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to this episode in the Taylor Merrick Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, ideas, or want to continue the conversation, call toll-free. You can hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, or taylormerrick.com. One last thing before I go. See you on Twitter. Zijahavaz. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.